advice of ours will be a very worthwhile meeting with this advisor. For there, we shall gain the greatest advantages, one such as we can receive. What advantages do you mean, Doctor? Time, my dear child, time, information, and understanding. And it appears that this portion of our journey is at an end. More like a wasted journey, I should think. They've brought us to a dead end. Let's hope it's not a real one for us. Oh, have no fear, my dear. I have full faith that Pardock and his followers have yet to show us the way forward. This is our advisor's laboratory. Laboratory? So, your advisor considers himself a scientist, as well as a counsellor. Hmm? Which sciences does he provide for your board, I wonder? He will provide us with more than science. Through him, we shall have our greatest opportunity. Opportunity? What sort of opportunity? Soon you shall know. Soon you shall see. Do not move until the portal opens completely. Yes, the portal. Does it keep outsiders from venturing inside? Or perhaps the resident within from exploring without? Yes, there is still much to discover. Come along, you two. Best not keep the advisor waiting. Are you certain, my dear? Oi, wait a moment. The room is grey. The round things in the walls are silver, not white. And there's a door where the computer should be. Stephen, it isn't the same. Yes, you're right. It almost looks like... Oh, no. I'm afraid your realisation is correct, my boy. This is not our ship. Not my TARDIS. What's going on, Doctor? this isn't our TARDIS, then whose is it? Whose indeed, young Dodo? This is the prime question to pose. And I know the one person to ask who can provide the answer. Oh, the cruelty of it all. There's no justice in the cosmos. None. Doctor? Doctor! 
and my dear friend Stephen Taylor. <laughs> oh my goodness, how blessed it is to see familiar and friendly faces here in this uncharitable place. <laughs> familiar I may be, sir, but friendly I refuse to be with you. Stephen, why do you think the doctor's so spiky? For the same reason I am, Dodo. What? Okay, put me in the loop. Who's the priest? Monk, my dear. And that is exactly who he is. That is how you like to call yourself these days, after all. Is it not? Mm. It's certainly what you call me these days, Doctor. <laughs> and I'm glad you take the time to remember me so well. I'm never glad to think of you at all. Except when I am forced to tolerate you. <laughs> oh, Doctor, can't we forget any past misunderstandings? Misunderstandings? Whenever we run into you, you bring us nothing but trouble. And the last time we met, you were perfectly happy to sell us out to Mavic Chen. Oh, oh, my friend, it was all just a joke. <laughs> a simple practical joke all done in good fun. If that was a joke, then it was entirely lacking in humor. Well... It was all such a long time ago. Best to put it all behind us. I have, I can assure you. Life is far too important to waste on such petty trifles. <laughs> Besides, despite those villains and their plans, which threatened my life just as much as yours, I might add, I did you no lasting harm. You're here now, aren't you? <laughs> Maybe, but it wasn't that long ago for us. I certainly haven't forgotten. No? Well, it certainly feels like an eternity for me. Which reminds me, where are my manners? Greetings, my daughter. It's a truly rare pleasure to meet a being with a friendly face in this strange land. <laughs> I assume you're the doctor's most recent companion acquired during his travels. I've never thought of it quite that way, but yes, I suppose I am. I'm... Dorothea. Dorothea Chaplet. But my friends call me Dodo. Oh, now. That's such a rare name. <laughs> I hope such bright humor never becomes extinct among humans. And your surname, French, yes? <laughs> I freely admit they have some very cozy abbeys in that country. And I hope, as your newest friend, that I may call you Dodo? Sure, why not? Nice to meet you, too. Are you really a monk? I find the lifestyle agreeable <laughs> and the attire comfortable, so yes, I suppose that's the best way to address me. I am a committed monk. Committed? Your only commitment is the middling in the matters of time. Moreover, you'll rather enjoy yourself. Now, Doctor, just because my TARDIS is a more advanced model... Wait a sec. How is it that you have a TARDIS? Unfortunately... I have an answer to that question. The monk and I share the same home planet, although there our association ends. No further association. I thought we might have been sociable once, Doctor. Thankfully, I've never thought the same. But now, more to the point, what are you doing here? And how are you the advisor to the board? As I recall, your ship was lacking a directional control unit. After our previous encounter? Yes, and a sneaky bit of thievery that was. I mean, really, such uncharitable vandalism was uncalled for. <laughs> if you wanted to go somewhere so badly, all you had to do was ask me for the circuit. You've no idea how long I slaved to design a replacement. Not long enough. 
Now answer the doctor's question. Stephen, don't be so hard on the nice monk. All right, all right. <laughs> Such a prickly pear you are, young man. <laughs> you ought to take a relaxing holiday and seek some solace to your soul. But the answer is simple. After the doctor stole my directional unit, I was forced to replicate the circuit. There I was, stuck on a desolate planet of ice, quite capable of leaving, mind you, but far too weary to chance my poor injured TARDIS wandering into even more inhospitable territories before I managed to connect my coordinate vector controls into the navigational command system to act as a partly worthy substitute. But then I found my solution proved far less reliable <laughs> than I had hoped. Why wasn't it helpful? Because, my daughter, I soon found that my poor machine could now only travel to places she had visited before. All other wonders of the cosmos were barred before me. Oh, considerate Dodo, you can't imagine how it felt to be one such as I, a journeyman whose travels were confined solely to the lands he had inhabited in prior days. I considered myself much like your world's legend of the Flying Dutchman, forever unable to find a new land to call home. <laughs> That's not how the story of the Flying Dutchman goes, and now you're just rambling. Spoken like a pilot who only flies metal rockets. You've not a romantic bone in your body, young man. Oh, but my tragedy, I hope, will soon have a comedic conclusion, thanks in large part to my inspired preparation. <laughs> What kind of preparation? Your sweet kindness does you much credit among unfeeling company. Well, I resolved finally to repair the damage done to my TARDIS, done by certain injurious parties. But I found myself a bit short on proper supplies. Then I remembered. I had once deposited secret caches of my technology on some of the various worlds I had visited in my earlier travels, just in case I should return to those planets <laughs> for further improvements to their history. You mean more of your middling? Oh, Doctor, <laughs> we've been over this many times. You call it meddling, I call it improving, and I like to do it when and where I can. But no matter how we judge my activities, <laughs> I knew I needed to locate the right cache that contained sufficient raw materials for long-term repairs to my TARDIS. And so, I thought long and hard about which cache was which, and I knew I could rule out planets like Earth, Zeros, and Avalon before I remembered my days <laughs> as a scientific consultant to Yartek. Yartek? Who's that? Oh, just the vaud leader I opposed on Marilus, child. I also imagine our current captor, Pardock, is his equally injectable sibling. So, it seems I must congratulate you once again on another successful repair to your ship. Though I cannot apologize for causing the damage. Nor do I imagine you shall ask forgiveness for the continuing fact that you've shared secret information with more than just the peoples of Earth. <laughs> yes, it's clear you've kept not only primitive, but dangerous company. Furthermore, you somehow imagined the Vord as good candidates to help you restore your TARDIS's navigation. Oh, hardly candidates, Doctor. The Vord are mariners only in this dimension. And we pride ourselves in our exploratory prowess. Oh, my dear fellow, you're still standing there. I hope you've come to deliver something special. We are deploying the device upon the surface. 
must descend immediately. We have to go down there? Oh, all right. Well, Doctor, since we must relocate, I suggest we use the lift just down the outside corridor. We can ride together. You will come, won't you? If I am to be your prisoner, I must remind you that my friends are of no threat to you and must be treated fairly. Oh, Doctor, please be easy. Your friends are my friends. Although whether young Stephen accepts that, I'm not so sure. But I'll never allow any harm to come to him or the delightful Dodo. (laughs) They shall be safe here in my TARDIS while we conduct our business on the planet's surface. And I have to trust your word when you openly ally yourself with aggressors such as the board? Ah, yes. (laughs) Well, shall we discuss the particulars of my present circumstances during our transit? I'm convinced the forthcoming information shall put your mind at ease. Enough talking. We shall delay our departure no further. You heard the man, or Vord, Doctor. Best to go. Yes, Stephen, Dodo, I shall return to you as soon as the situation permits. In the meantime, I advise you both to accept your situation and adjust accordingly. You can trust us to listen to your advice, Doctor. Be careful out there, Doctor. And you too, (laughs) Muggle. With a warm heart, I accept your well wishes, my dearest Dodo. I'm glad you have a warm heart, Mark. Because my head can't take much more of you. Ah, and a good day to you too, young man. One thing is clear about your current condition, Monk. You may be the Vaud's advisor, but the leader you're most For once, Doctor, (laughs) you and I are in complete agreement. to find a way out of this room. Help me find the door control on the console. Oh, it's no good, Stephen. I don't think I'd recognize a switch even in our TARDIS. Blast it, you're right. This TARDIS model has more differences to the Doctor's machine than I expected. We'll never find it this way. Well, we can't just stand here and do nothing. Yes, especially with the Doctor at the mercy of the Vord. Not to mention the Monk. The Vord, I understand. But I don't get why you think the monk's a problem. He seems so nice and sweet, like he really wants to be friends. Trust me, Dodo, you can't trust the monk. I mean, yes, he seems nice and fatherly, but the doctor and I have met him twice before. How? Where? And when? Does it really matter? All right. It started on Earth in 1066. The first time we met the monk, he was trying to change the outcome of the Battle of Hastings using future technology, and the doctor stopped him by shrinking the inside of the monk's TARDIS so he couldn't get back inside. But the monk somehow fixed his ship, and eventually came looking for us to have revenge. And that's just what he did when he caught up with us on the planet Tigus a while later. What did he do? He locked us out of the TARDIS. I'm sorry. (laughs) And just what's so funny? I was just... I just was thinking he tried to kill you or something. Well, he might as well have. Tigus is a volcanic planet, you know. There could have been an eruption at any moment that could have killed me, the Doctor, and our friend Sarah. 
Oh, really, Stephen? The doctor's much too clever for a little lava. And besides, it only sounds like the monk wanted a sort of payback, not revenge. I mean, haven't you ever been pranked and wanted to get back at the person? It was more than a little prank, you know. And the monk is more relentless than you think. Right after we escaped Tigus, he followed us to ancient Egypt to settle his score again. And the doctor had to wrap him up like a mummy. <laughs> well, I'll admit the monk doesn't seem the most dangerous of problems. But I still say he is trouble. And if he's working with the Vord, then the doctor's got real problems. If you ask me, I think they're both in danger. The monk seemed just as worried about the Vord as we are. So, no matter what we think about him and his style, we've got to get out of here and help the doctor fast. Yes, you're right. But I just can't figure out where we go from here. Unless... Unless what? Follow me. The last time I was inside here was on Earth in 1066, when my friend Vicky and I found this room. I guess it's the monk's memorabilia collection or something like that. I'm sure I glimpsed a matter transmitter somewhere in this mess. Matter transmitter? You mean like what Professor X used? Professor X? Yes, Professor X. It's my favourite programme on the telly. Makes for great Saturday tea time. If you say so, there's not much need for television in my time. There's a lot more stuff in here now than there was the last time, and it looks like the monks jumbled it all together even worse than before. We've got a long search ahead of us. takes me back. Almost feels like home. Do you remember, Doctor? I have very few good memories of my beginnings anymore. But why should I share them with you? As if this were an afternoon stroll. I'm your prisoner, after all. Ah, so this is the surface of the world, so beautiful to behold from space. Yes, this world is a wonder to discover and enjoy. Remain silent and disembark from the ramp. Monk, we have deployed the device ten Maranex ahead of our current position. You will both move towards the location now. That means it's only about a few hundred meters north of us, Doctor. I know how much you like to think of things in Earth terms. <laughs> Thank you, but I'm aware of some range of universal units of measurement... Yes, yes. I'm sure you have a wide range of knowledge of the cosmos by now, Doctor. So, you clearly have a grim history with the Vor. A most grim history. I've encountered and defeated them on several worlds across millennia of their history. 
a brutal, marauding history of unrepentant aggression, endlessly pursuing the domination of other peoples. Daleks! Daleks? Where? Don't tell me they're hiding somewhere on the surface. Have <laughs> no fear, my childish friend. The Daleks are not here. I can sense that much. No. What I mean is, they're very much like the Daleks, these Vaud. Even when they're expelled from their homeworlds, out amongst other races, or simply wandering the cosmos, the way of the Vaud is the custom of violence and hostility. And you are aiding them. Doctor, you misunderstand. I'm as much a prisoner as you are. A prisoner? Ha! You have the most casual manner of incarceration. Well, it's not a typical imprisonment, I grant you, but I am fully prepared to disclose the true nature of my current circumstances. Ah! A confession! How truly penitent of you! You might find yourself seeking my forgiveness in the end, Doctor. It's all because of you that I suffer so now. I await your confession, Monk. My patience is not infinite after all. Hmm? Oh, yes, very well. But I should speak in more cloistered volume. You know how I said I decided to visit Marines to find the spare parts I needed to repair my directional units. Yes, and quite frankly, I'm surprised that you found these rapscallions on Marinus in the first place, considering how the conscience device so effectively expelled them from that planet. Well, <laughs> I never actually made it to Marinus, Doctor. Thanks to your hoarded vandalism in Egypt, I can only coax a clear directional vector from my TARDIS by homing onto technology similar to my ship, like the machinery I had well bequeathed to my associates. Ah, so I thought, you're not only middle in established history, but in the technological development of other races. I try to offer guidance where I can. <laughs> there are many worlds in desperate need of a little cosmic wisdom. <laughs> yes, many civilizations are vulnerable to your band of self-promotion. And earlier, you mentioned eliminating several worlds from your technological search. How many others? Well, since you're so insistent, there were 14. A number I chose from the legend of Isgarath. I thought it would be easy to remember such a number since it's only one more than... Enough of your fanciful printing. I will know the exact circumstances of your being here, Monk. Oh, really, please, let me tell my story. I like telling stories. Only as long as you confine yourself to the factual account... Given your mood, Doctor, <laughs> I won't dream of disappointing you. <laughs> anyway, I managed to make a technological signal connection, but lo and behold, I found myself not on Marinus, but within that imposing spaceship. The Vord had taken to wandering the stars and carried everything they valued with them, including my spare parts. I'd hoped a simple transaction of new materials from my trophy room would ensure my successful bartering... <sighs> But my former associates weren't exactly gracious company. Still, after some careful negotiations, <laughs> I managed to inform them of my great need, and they... I believe I can carry the narrative from here. You pleaded with the board to release the spare parts you desired, but they refused. However, I can clearly imagine a cunning leader like Pardock 
would never dispense with such a desperate and willing asset such as you so quickly. And therefore, they bargained with you. And it was an easy purchase of your services, was it not? To regain my complete freedom in time and space, I'm forced to perform a very special service. Monk, look me in the eyes. Now, tell me, just what are the terms of this service? What are you really doing here? (sighs) You'll find your answer just over that bridge, Doctor. Doctor, please. Doctor, please. Is it? Is it? Mark, you reckless fool! You're meddling cricket! This is a shaper! This is not our home! Doctor, please, this isn't what you think! Not what I think! You insult my intelligence! I know the origins of this machine, and your selfish actions have endangered us all! But this wasn't my idea! Not till it had entered the possession of a Vaughn, perhaps! But you took it from our world nonetheless! and neglected it to these barbarians. Well, the device didn't seem too threatening when I took it. It was just languishing in a vault, disused, forgotten. I didn't think anyone would miss something so old and out of order. Out of order? This shaper should have been demolished eons ago. Do you even know its history? Realize its true purpose? I admit relics were never exactly my major field of study. (laughs) Nor was history, for that matter. Oh, I am very grateful that my friends are not present, for I have no wish to show them the depths of my fury over you. Nevertheless, I have a very good and just reason to be furious, as I am compelled to instruct you in the history of the Shapers and of the folly of your actions. Just as long as it's not too harsh of a lecture. Harsh? Rather more chilling, I should say. The Shapers were the most dangerous tool from the most ancient days of our people. It was the time of the colonizations, when our ancestors sought to reform select worlds of the cosmos into more suitable environments for their schemes. The early legends of home speak of countless worlds twisted and tempered into new structures. What fascinating accounts they must be. (laughs) Oh, that I might have witnessed such manipulations. Our predecessors seem much inclined to my way of thinking. (laughs) Then you'll think much of murder. Murder? What do you mean, Doctor? Not all worlds reformed by the Shapers were without inhabitants. So many native creatures were lost to the cold and merciless hands of our forebears. Thankfully, even among the ranks of our ancient people... There were those aware of the terrors being wrought. Eventually, reforms were enacted, and the shapers were outlawed. Surviving models were relegated to museums, simulations, and non-existence. Still, what are such restrictions to a careless interloper such as your monk, or worse, to bloodthirsty warriors such as the Vard? I can certainly agree finding this thing has dealt me more trouble than I ever wanted, especially with why the Vord want it. Explain yourself, monk. I will know this scheme of yours, 
It is simple, Doctor. In our advisor's absence, we long ago learned of the multitude of powerful secrets locked within the tools he left behind. After the Arbitans expelled us from Marinus, we sought to unlock those secrets and reclaim our worlds. But we lacked the knowledge necessary to achieve this. Our fortunes improved when the monk returned to us in need of our courtesy. And imagine our delight when we discovered that you, the architect of our wandering, and the monk, the advisor in dire need of our assistance, are of the same species. I've rarely met a people so gripped in hatred of one person, Doctor. They really could rival the Daleks in their obsession against you. And so you saw fit to aid the Vard's vendetta by luring me here? Am I here to believe there is truly honor amongst thieves? Mm. Well, it only seemed fair, Doctor. I've experienced your heavy-handed morality firsthand, you know. You've always been so inflexible. <laughs> I thought you needed a good wrist snap, if only to humble you a bit. Of course. I have enjoyed your infantile need for vengeance too often. First, your revenge on Tigris, and then Egypt with Mavic Chen and the Daleks. And now, false repentance with the Vard. How pious of you to remind me of the errors of my ways. Doctor, you're not blameless, you know. You took away the Vord's world, made them homeless and lost. No one should endure such shame, and so I promised I'd make sure you helped them to get the planet back. By helping them reconquer and subjugate worlds such as Belus, Hydra, and countless others with this infernal machine? Never! You shall aid us, Doctor. Your choice in the matter is of no consequence. Do not tip me with drastic action, Pardock. I shall never aid you in your dreams of conquest. No, Doctor, no. You've got our plan all wrong. The Vord are tired of wandering, weary of navigating the stars in endless solitude. They merely wish to find an empty world absent of life, have us operate the Shaper, and make their home anew. That way... Everybody's happy. Happiness for the board? I remain highly skeptical. Besides, this plan seems too simple, too benign. What could be simpler than going home, Doctor? You ask me this of all beings and expect me to answer in agreement? Then perhaps your plan is in fact too complex. I fail to see the difficulty, Doctor. Then once more I must indict you. Acceleration of the planet's local time curve is one activity. Tailoring that world to another's specifications is a rather more complex procedure and infinitely more dangerous. Exposure to the compressed matter and time would cause any life form to conform to the newly forming energy field. What if the Vard turned into Marusians? Mm. I've thought of that already. So I've altered the Shaper to operate with an organic platform. An organic platform? What sort of gobbledygook is this? Oh, it's so simple. Behold! I can now control the time crunch to form a specific planetary meme through the insertion of a sample of that world's native organic material. Specifically, a living host organism. Pardark has kindly volunteered 
to help form the Marina's template. Ah, a noble offer then. However, I should take care with your meta template, Bardock. These shapers are temperamental at the best of times. It may read you wrong and reconstruct you as a true Marusian. <laughs> you might all end up looking like Arbitan. And you'd hardly like that outcome, I'm sure. To become, in every possible sense, your most hated enemy. <laughs> the long-deceased Arbiton is no longer our most hated enemy, Doctor. You are. Now you shall at last join him in death. You've gone and done it now, Doctor. I warned you, your haughtiness would catch you one day. Back you what? Back I say! Back I say! Are you okay to fight? Oof! 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 Oof